The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Uh, We're in the midst of a series based upon Lisa Nichols' book, uh, Abundance Now. And it's, I think we've had a good time with this material. Um, I've had a good time teaching it, I can honestly say. And I think it's really important for us to understand that we can have abundance now, that it's not something that we have to uh, wait until we die in the by and by to have God's good. But we can express the blessings of God right here, right now, and just making sure that we always handle uh, our mindset and our consciousness or develop our consciousness first because it does make a difference now if you do have calls you can call me at 816-251-3555 816-251-3555 to give yourself an opportunity to ask me questions etc i'm not going to be teaching this book forever so i do want to make sure that we're all present to the fact that i'm not going to teach this book forever this is a really great book you know, but, you know, eventually I will transition out of it. I'll probably teach this chapter um, this week and next week and wrap up the conclusion and then move on to a different subject. Um, so just FYI on that. And I'll let you know, obviously, ahead of time what I'm going to be teaching if, if it's going to be a, a book. So let's go right to it. Page 256, Activating Future Abundance in the Present Moment. So one of the things I think that's really important about this chapter is she starts off by letting people know that it's important to understand that you are going to put in work to demonstrate what you want in life. You're going to have you're going to have to put in the work. And it's important because sometimes people see what other people are and then uh automatically just assume that they just skip to that level of of prominence or skill set or or production 
or success. And she talks about how important it is to build a stable foundation on which you build something. You know, I remember talking to a mutual, uh, a friend of, um, of uh, Michael Beckwith, um, and, you know, we were talking uh, about him. He's a friend of the, of the ministry, great guy, great guy, very powerful human being. Um, and, and Reverend Beckwith said that, or told a mutual friend, it took me 20 years to become an overnight success. Now just think about it. It took me 20 years to become an overnight success because sometimes we'll look at somebody's success and say, oh, I can do it. Yeah, but it takes time. Even when you have high talent, it, it takes time to develop your consciousness for what it is that you say you desire. Um, you can be a person as successful as, for instance, a Michael Jordan who had to learn how to win when he was bumping heads against Larry Bird and the Celtics and Isaiah Thomas and the Detroit Pistons. It took time for him to learn how to win. He had the talent. He was already the best player, but he had to learn how to win. It took time to build it, but once he started winning, that was it. Because once he learned how to match his mindset with his skill set, it was over. Same thing with many other sports. Uh, Serena Williams. Mindset and skill. She's on her game. Nobody's beating her right now. Because she's she, she built her skill set on a great foundation. And she has the mindset to go along with it. Lisa Nichols uses a great example of... Her, her grandmother actually making pies and, you know, cakes, et cetera, that you can't make those type of cakes or pies in a microwave. You got to cook them in the oven and let them slowly develop to where they need to be. You know, we just had a uh, Memorial Day weekend and, you know, obviously um, acknowledging and honoring the people who have um, made that transition in military service for the United States. And many people in the United States barbecue on the Memorial Day holiday. And for people who have that good barbecue, you know, they, you know, they've seasoned it. They've let that seasoning just sit in. They've slowly cooked it on the grill. And if you do that barbecue, if you cook it just right, if you grill it just right, that meat is falling off the bone. You just don't get that by just throwing it on the fire and trying to cook it as fast as possible. You have to allow it to develop. And my question to you is, what are you growing and developing slowly, consistently, so it's a strong foundation for you to take off? When it's time to take off, you're ready. Instead of having a foundation that can't handle your takeoff. And then you're trying to fix other things instead of focusing on your goals, focusing on your success. You know, sometimes, for instance, and this is not in the book, but it's coming up to me, so I'm going to address it now. Uh, sometimes people don't build a foundation around them for success, for instance, with their families. Uh, they have these goals, what they want to do, but they haven't built the infrastructure with the people that matter to them the most and how it affects them to inspire them to understand the why why they must do what they're doing, how it will affect them, and why and why it's important that it gets done. 
the energy, etc. So, so in other words, some people are are planning um, goals without the input of the people who matter the most. I'm not saying that they should stop you from doing what you're doing. What I'm saying is you have to inspire them. You have to connect with them. You have to communicate with them. You have to enroll them into what you're doing. It matters because if not, while you're trying to take off, you're also trying to fix the marriage or the, the, or the, the, your, or relationships with your children or the friendships or the coworkers or the teammates or business partners that are supposed to be your foundation or allow you to launch. It does make a difference. So are you building on a firm foundation or not? Jesus said in Matthew, I believe it's chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. I'm not looking at my Bible, so I can't say right now, but I believe those are the verses. In the Sermon on the Mount, he says, he who hears my words and does them is like a man who built his house on a, on a rock. And when the winds, the floods, and the rain come and beat on that house, it shall not fall because it was built on a rock. He says, but he who hears my words and does not do them is like a man who built his house on sand. And when the wind, rain, and floods hit that house, the house will fall. And how great is the fall? So Jesus was saying, from a spiritual standpoint, either you're building your consciousness on the rock of truth, on a firm foundation of truth, which will allow you to, I want to thrive and survive and 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 continue to go forward when the unexpected aspects of the life experience happen to you. And it's not a matter of if, it's just when. In other words, stuff happens. People make that transition. Loved ones get ill. Sometimes you have an unexpected challenge. Money situations can happen, all type of things. We can get into the why. This is not the point of this show. I've done shows on that before about the soul stuff and what you draw and why, et cetera. That's not the point of this show. Um, and, uh, you know, you go back and listen to the Eye of the Storm series for that material. But anyway, back to what I was saying. It's not a matter of if, it's when. And if you don't build it on a firm foundation, you build it on sand, you'll see the difference. You'll see the difference. It makes a difference when you make something quick and fast. There's a big difference between a McDonald's burger and going to a, a restaurant that has a lot of different type of food and, and, and they happen to have an Angus burger and it's, it, it's cooked just right and, and the bread and the tomatoes, all of it is made to order and fresh versus the recycling line of quick burger, quick fries, quick bun, quick whatever. Not knocking McDonald's as a system, and I wish I had the system. I wish I thought of McDonald's. The issue comes to the play is, is there's a difference between creating something that builds and creating something that's quick and know the difference. So she calls it, in the book, relative deprivation, the idea of wanting uh, in your life right now what someone else has without putting forth the 20 years of effort required to develop it. Mm. She says, she goes on to say, 
I remember the concept of relative deprivation as I spent time with my mentors over the years. As I would sit across from Jack Canfield or besides Oprah Winfrey or study Nelson Mandela, I had to remember that I could have what what I could want what they have, but have I but I have to be willing to put in the time to get it. Let me say that again. I have to remember that I could want what they have, but I have to be willing to put in the time to get it. I had to have constant discipline as I looked at the examples of who could become of who I could become and what I could have in my life. I always reminded myself to develop my lifestyle and career on cement, not sinking sand. Again, building a house on the rock. Then she goes forward and says something that is exceptionally important. Still to page 257. In fact, there's a risk if you get to that advanced point and you're not prepared. We see this often with celebrities rise to fame too fast and they just don't have the maturity to handle it. They're simply too young. They've amassed way too much money without enough awareness and life experience to know what to do with that level of success. It requires them to make big decisions based on wisdom that they don't have yet. When you rise too fast, there's a risk of limited sustainability and access to lifestyle and privileges that you haven't learned about or can't process. And there's a risk to your future branding. The mistakes and decisions you make now, some of you will be remembered for. Mm. The mistakes and decisions you make now, some you will be remembered for. So in the age of the Internet, When you jump out, be ready because those mistakes live forever. There's no other way to say it. And you want to be able to make sure that that you're out there in a way that I'm not saying you're not going to make mistakes because that's, you know, whatever. But you want to make sure that it's not mistakes that affect your brand. What do I mean by affect your brand? In other words, making sure that you're not doing something that's detrimental to fulfilling the mission and purpose that God has placed in your soul. So this is why, again, it's necessary to build a firm foundation. You know, uh, I think she gives a great example about celebrities. If we go back and we think of celebrity, after, especially musicians um, who, you know, because, you know, they struck the right chord at the right time and they jump out there um, and, and if your song is a hit or your songs are a hit, you can go from no one knowing you when you're walking down the street to literally not being able to stand on a corner overnight. And you have everybody coming from you. People want your attention. People want to be in your space. People want to spend your money. People want, oh, you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. You have people throwing themselves at you, uh, etc. And if you're not ready for it, you can fall. Uh, you know, even this even happens with ministry. You know, you think about people like a Jim Baker. Um, you know, and you know, I, I could go on naming ministers, but why do it? It's 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 been so many crazy scenarios over the last twenty, thirty years. My point is, if you're not ready, you can get caught up. 
say for instance, you have your own business and you haven't built that firm foundation of integrity. And then somebody shows up with the opportunity for a shortcut and it looks good in the moment. What do you do? What if somebody asks you to violate trust, violate your own integrity? What do you do? If you don't have a firm foundation, if you don't have bottom lines, if you don't have non-negotiables, you might violate your own sense of integrity, do the wrong thing, say the wrong thing, connect with the wrong people just because you're trying to get a temporary win because you think you really need this win now. Be careful. Build on a firm foundation. Build on a firm foundation. It makes a difference. You know, there there are people who, when we, if we go back to health, you know, the best way to be healthy is diet and exercise. And sometimes people are trying to do it differently. You know, I get that, you know, you can take a pill for almost anything, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't take precedent over diet and exercise. That's firm foundation. If you want to achieve financial goals, firm foundation, you have to you have to get rid of debt and start building assets. You have to get rid of debt. You have to start building assets. You have to spend less than you earn. You have to budget. These are the foundational tools of financial independence. It doesn't make a difference who you are. If you spend more than you make, you can never have wealth. You can never be financially free. If you're unwilling to budget, if you're unwilling to tell your money where it's supposed to go, you can't be free. There there are rules to things. If you're having relationship breakdowns, I always tell people that one of the true tests of a relationship is when there's a breakdown, there's enough love and trust there to rebuild it. Uh, uh, Stephen Covey's son uh, wrote a book called The Speed of Trust. And I reference it a lot because he says anytime you're in an organization or a family or anything, I'm paraphrasing his, his, his words. These aren't his direct words. There's a, there's a breakdown in trust. So anytime you see somebody, a family, an individual or organization not moving, as swiftly or as efficiently as it could is because there's a trust breakdown. You pause when you don't trust something. You will pause when you don't trust someone. Always. There's no if. You will. You know, if you have that family member that always comes around causing mess and you find out they're going to be there, you might pause and not go. When they pick up, when they call the phone, call you on your phone, you might not answer. Why? Hmm. Because that person has not created a foundation of trust with you. There's nothing to build on. They violated trust. Therefore, there's no foundation. Anyway. So she says on page 258. Build slower and steadier. Be willing to work for it and at the same time gain wisdom, knowingness, and sustainability to deal with it. This path reduces the change that you can 
chance that you can lose it because you don't know how to manage it. There's only one thing worse than never having the lifestyle you really want, and that's having it but losing it because you didn't know how to manage it. If you're going to introduce abundant experiences into your life and into the lives of your family, be responsible enough to build it on a firm foundation. You know, sometimes they'll have shows where they have athletes who have, um, you know, you know, earned a lot of money, millions, millions, tens of millions, sometimes over one hundred million dollars. And they've introduced themselves and their families to lifestyles and then things go awry and, and because it wasn't built on a firm foundation, it all goes away. And it's rather sad because you hear people, you know. It's it's challenging to to live in a mansion and then go back to an apartment just because you didn't know how to manage your funds. Uh, you know, it's you know it's interesting to watch those shows because you'll discover just how much money some of these people have earned. Yet. The lack of discipline did them in. The lack of discipline. Build on a firm foundation. It goes on to say, live in the, uh, she goes on to say, live in the now while building your future. Page 258. She wrote, so many of us today are future paced and future focused. We're not happy now, but we will be when our ideal life shows up. We can't make the time today to look into that new opportunity to create that new friendship or call somebody back for that 60-minute chat because we're so focused on what's around the corner. We're busy. We're keeping our options open. We can't get tied down. This mindset is often driven by dissatisfaction with our present circumstances, but the truth is that these now opportunities to connect and grow are actually what makes our bright and compelling future come about. So in other words, what she's saying is, if you're chasing the, the dream and not appreciating life now and the people in your life now, then you're missing out. You're missing out. It's not having an understanding of greater, I mean, excuse me, of of the now because you're chasing the greater and the better. There's nothing wrong with chasing the greater and the better. But it's also good to be present to the now and the blessings of now, the harmony of now. Um, Sometimes you don't realize what you're missing out until you stop and actually have that phone call with that old friend or family member. Until you actually stop and have that lunch or go to that barbecue with some family members and you all laugh about silly stuff you did when you were children and and talk about your current children or grandchildren or or things that are going on your goals your dreams etc what you want to do with your life sometimes you don't even realize that you miss it until they happen and we don't stop necessarily to take the time to make sure that those things happen and it's unfortunate because we all do it I, I, I you know at one time or another we'll stop We'll be so busy being driven that we don't stop to appreciate what's happening now. You know, um, you know, I was just telling someone just the other day, you know, just 
uh, how important it is just to stop and appreciate the people that you love. You know, to have those conversations, to spend the time with your family, to spend time with your children, to spend time with your parents. It makes a difference. You know, uh, it's easy just to discount it or discard it. But it does make a difference. If you want life to be transformational, you have to get into the power of now. Because here's the spiritual secret of it. God is always in your now. Because God is omnipresence, everywhere equally present, and all the presence there is. Therefore, when you're trying to live in the past and the future, many th- only, hear me, only, you're robbing yourself of what's possible now. What can you be present to as uh, to the life now? In other words, how can God show up as you now? Right now. Right now. Can you be present through your own prayer, through your own meditation, through your own study, through your own reflection? Can you be present to the attributes of God? Can you be grateful? Can you be can you have joy and happiness? Can you feel a sense of love and belonging? Can you experience compassion? Can you just thank God and realize that you are made up of physically, not even talking about soul and spirit, 50 trillion cells. Each cell is intelligent and does what it's programmed to do based upon DNA and consciousness. In other words, the pattern, physical pattern that you already have and how your consciousness um, interacts with it. That's a miracle. And sometimes we don't stop and just think about the miracle that we are. That we're literally portable paradises. Temples of the living God. God's intelligence, God's life, God's power flow through each one of us. That's a miracle. But we have to get present to the now to accept it. To stop long enough. This is why I tell people, you know, go on YouTube, pick up, pull up a 10 minute guided meditation or something like that. Something that allows you just to get present and still now, just once a day, twice a day, just get still. The scripture says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know. Be still and know. That means you're contemplating on the allness of God. Right here and right now. Be still and know. We're getting close to our first break, so let me remind you that this show, along with all the shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, freely give, go to unity.fm and click click on the uh, giving button to help support this online ministry. Um, don't forget that this show has a Facebook page. Go to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Like the page. Write a positive review. Please do the same on iTunes and Stitcher. Make positive reviews for me. And we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. 
the voice of an awakening world. Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you enjoy our programming, we invite you to support it by visiting unityonlineradio.org and clicking on Donate Now. Help us continue to provide inspiring content to everyone. Thank you for your support. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to consider these words from Unity author Charles Roth. Live deeply in the present moment. If you are going to work on the premise that real energy, real excitement, that feeling of being fully and enthusiastically alive comes from a source within you, then it follows that you have to spend some time getting acquainted, being at home in those far reaches of inner space. Peace is power, for out of stillness, strength is born, and out of inner harmony, productivity flourishes. Rest in that inner peace. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Do you know people who are making the world a better place, but not getting much recognition? Nominate them for the New Thought Walden Awards. This is the first year for the Walden Awards, a joint partnership among Unity, the Centers for Spiritual Living, the Association for Global New Thought, and other New Thought organizations. Read more about the awards at unity.org slash Walden and nominate the people you know who are truly making a difference. Bring someone's good work to light. Would you like to experience more peace and joy in your life through A Course in Miracles? Let Reverend Jennifer Hadley support you in discovering the powerful life lessons available through this unique spiritual thought system that teaches the way to love and peace is through forgiveness. Join Jennifer every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central for A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk, to experience the healing for yourself on Unity Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Since 1924, Daily Word has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths live happy, healthy lives. The magazine includes two months of daily affirmations, messages, articles, and spiritual poetry to help you get inspired. Subscriptions are available for print editions in large type and Spanish, as well as the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. All right, welcome back, welcome back. So I want to cover a couple of things that Lisa talks about in the in the uh, book on living in the now while building your future. So she has a couple of things that I'm going to quickly go through that I think are really nice. She, first of all, she wrote on page 260 and, and 261 
four basic points to work with. And again, if you have questions, you can call in 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. All right. So the first one is do your morning gratitude exercise. Spend 10 minutes before you get out of bed being grateful for what's in your life, even if it's simply for the bed you just slept in and the food you're about to eat for breakfast. Be grateful that you have those available to you. And so she's basically saying, start off your day with an attitude of gratitude, with a consciousness of thanksgiving. Praise and thanksgiving matter in life. We have a saying, a new thought, whatever you praise, you raise. If you take off the the, the, uh, P from praise, you have raise. What you praise, you lift up in consciousness. So you want to learn how to praise the good things that are already happening in your life because it creates a mindset. It creates a consciousness. It creates a state of mind that allows you to draw more of what you're grateful for into your life. Have you noticed that, you know, people who don't have gratitude tend to draw more things to be upset about? Because when you have an ungrateful mindset, You're always looking for something that's wrong. And then it becomes your life becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy of your mindset because life is always a self-fulfilling prophecy of your mindset. There's no such thing as thinking one way and experiencing life another way. It doesn't exist. People can be in the, the best of situations around honest and trustworthy people. And if they have a consciousness that is inconsistent, they will blow it. They will mess it up. They will create chaos. They will find ways to push those good, honest people away and draw people into their experience that are consistent with what they believe. This is why it's important for leaders to have uh, a, a praise and gratitude consciousness. This is why it's important for leaders to be ethical and have high integrity because as Reverend Coleman, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman used to tell us at Christ Universal Temple, no organization can rise higher than the consciousness of the leader. No organization can rise higher than the consciousness of the leader. Therefore, the, the leader is the lid. The leader is the lead. This is one of the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership by John Maxwell. Matter of fact, I believe it's the first one. He calls it the law of the lead. It means that if that the, or, the, the leader's growth will determine the organizational capability. Let me shift this. The leader could be the family leader. It could be the church leader. It could be the business leader. It could be the the neighborhood leader, the mayor, the governor. The it doesn't make a difference what political leader it is. It's all the same. It's consciousness. But let's just talk back to your life. Let's let's get into the micro, not the macro. No organization, no family, no business, no department. Mm. Not even even friendships have leaders. In other words, who, when you see people who get together, you normally will notice that there are some people who just carry more influence when they want to do something. The group tends to move. If you have a if you have a group of friends, 
normally somebody is a little bit more influential than the others, or it's a group that's more influential than the other members of the group. It's just, you know, human pack mentality. So if if the leaders of, 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 say, for instance, a group of friends are going in a direction that's not necessarily healthy or legal, then that group can be affected to do things that they normally wouldn't do because they're being led the wrong way. Let's take another example, more positive example. Um, LeBron James, uh, you know, great basketball player, number two on my all-time list of basketball players under the GOAT, after the GOAT, Michael Jordan, greatest of all time. LeBron had a bigger picture for not only himself, but for his friends that he grew up with in Akron, Ohio. So he built a foundation. He made sure that all of them were trained, schooling, experience, mentorship, whatever they needed to be. So when he got to a certain stage, all of them could run his business. Not because they were his homies and they were just hanging out on the corner, but because they developed themselves to the space. He See, he realized he was the lid. So instead of just, let me just pass my money around like a lot of athletes do, and then these people spend a lot of money, but then they don't have anything later, he built an organizational structure to where everybody eats. Everybody eats. He has it built into the contracts that he has as his agent, as his manager, as his other things that they do, a, a group of friends, law of the lid, because he was grateful for the talent that God has given him, but he also developed it. And then he used his talent to help his friends all get ahead. She goes on to say, practice mindfulness. Mindfulness is intentionally focusing your attention on your emotions Thoughts and sensations occurring in the present moment than accepting the impressions without judgment of yourself or others or the situation being observed. So that's called being present, being mindful, being present. What's happening in me right now? And it, it can allow you to transcend what you're dealing with because as you practice mindfulness, you know, many times through meditation, mindfulness is really like a form of meditation and contemplation. It can re- reduce stress. It can reduce high blood pressure. It can, you know, it can do so many things. Mindfulness is something that's practiced um, by psychologists and psychiatrists and other people in the mental health world because it helps them with their clients to develop a mentality that allows them to be functional. If something is making you, not making you or causing you, to not have proper mental and emotional health, mindfulness can help you get on track. Three, plan your day with opportunities to be present. She says, you make your plans for the day. Also schedule time to connect with an old friend. Go outside, leave the office early, take a class, or meditate. All of which help you focus on simple pleasures life has to offer now. It's one of the things that I've been working on personally with myself is, um, you know, that you know, on that day off or whatever, you know, contacting, you know, you know, my brothers, hey, let's go have breakfast or lunch 
uh, contacting old friends. Hey, let's go grab something to eat. Uh, you know, watching the game and, you know, being on the phone with the buddies while the Golden State is playing or whoever doing the NBA playoffs. I'm a big NBA fan. So for me, the NBA playoffs are the greatest time of the year. Uh, nothing like the NBA playoffs. Anyway, the the point is you have to find times to be present. You have to find times to be present. And, and you know, it's one of the reasons why I like to go to the movie theaters. You know, a lot of people now with big screen TVs and HD and cable and Blu-ray and, and people who have, you know, illegal things like, you know, jailbreaking Amazon fire sticks and things of that nature. Uh, they're watching movies. Sometimes the movies went as they're in the theaters. I like to go to the movies because it allows me to be present. I turn my phone on, do not disturb. I can watch the movie on a big screen and just enjoy and, and separate myself from the responsibilities and other things that are happening in life or at home or at church or with the family and just be present to, man, I'm enjoying this movie. I think it makes a difference. It's one of the reasons why I believe having habits matter, creating opportunities to be present, you know. Why does that matter? It matters because if you ask yourself, uh, what do you do to get present? Like, for instance, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm a Kung Fu practitioner and Qigong practitioner. So working and doing martial arts and doing the Qigong allows me to get present. Qigong is very as a very present moment exercise. You get still, you learn to breathe and become one with your breath and your intention and become present to what's happening in your body and move your body with soft and slow breaths, moving the body with intention to move the life force or the, as the Chinese would say, the qi in the body, it makes you become present. I remember at one point I used to take um, this Korean yoga called Don Yoga. I don't know what they call it now. They, I think they changed the name again. It used to be something before even that. And I would just go many times because I would like to stretch. And they would do these breathing exercises and tapping and other things. And I would, it allowed me just to be present. Present. You know, going and getting in massages. I like to get massages why because it allows you to be present instead of all over the place just you the table and the masseuse and it allows you to be present now i don't know what you like to do i'm just using these as examples from my own life to be able to say what do you like to do well my mom was you know on this plane of existence my mother loved to dance she always was music playing music and she knew how to do all type of dancing you know she, she was a world-class stepper uh you know she, which is a form of dancing she called it bopping when i was a little kid and it kind of evolved to being called stepping uh you know she teach line dancing she knew how to tap dance she knew how to do all these different type of dances because she loved to do it so anytime she had a chance to listen to music and dance she did it made her present you have to know what you like to do. As long as it's healthy, it's not destructive, it allows you to be mindful and present, I think it's a great thing. But you have to be present to what that is. 
What is it that you like to do? Some people like to go. I have um, one of my minister friends. She likes to run on Lake Michigan. You can catch her early in the morning jogging up and down Lake Michigan. Something about being on that lake, running through that, running through that grass, smelling that fresh water hitting the rocks on Lakeshore Drive of Chicago. It makes her present. What makes you present? You know, I, I often joke that, you know, that that um my Kung Fu teacher can uh Sifu can meditate for three or four hours at a time and I'm not exaggerating. I don't know anybody that can out meditate him. <laughs> Nobody. I mean perfectly still. You know, uh like Burn an incense, sit outside, and meditate until the incense completely burns out. Because he loves it. Because it allows him to be one with nature. You have to figure out what you like to do. What makes you present? What makes you mindful? I love to read. So I'm always reading something. Is my consistent goal to always read at least one book a week. I'm not always doing it, and that's why I'm, I'm getting back on the horse. Last weekend, uh, even in the midst of holidays and things of that nature, I read two books. Yeah, two books. Because, you know, I just relaxed in seven, eight hours, get up, uh, just eat, relax, whatever, and just, oh, I'm just going to read today until I finished it present made me think made me reflect etc you have to know what it is that makes you mindful and you have to create the opportunities if it's just go 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 then you don't have one you're not fueling yourself because the things that that your soul loves to do will also fuel you so yes you got to get the things done but you also have to do the things that matter to you you know, uh, you have to do the things that matter. You know, uh, you know, anybody that knows me knows that one of my favorite things to do is just be with my daughter. It's like the best thing ever. It matters to me. It's fuel for me. The issue comes in a place you have to know how you plug in to the opportunities to be mindful and present. You have to know. She goes on to say, number four, edify others, find others' gifts and talents and then lift them up. When you edify others, you actually lift the entire room. It says, I see who you are now and I celebrate who you are being in this moment. And I celebrate everything you had to to do and overcome and create up until this moment. So take time to actually lift people up. You're at the store. You stopped in in the Walgreens or the local grocery store or Walmart or Target or whatever. And you're walking past that greeting card aisle, just stop. Take a couple of minutes. Pick out a card that says something that, you know, thinking of you, thank you, you know, I appreciate you, encouragement. You'd be surprised how often people need that little boost. Put a little gift card in, in the card with it. Go get some Starbucks on me, you know, some food on me, et cetera. 
it doesn't take a lot, but it says a lot that you're lifting people up. I think it's important to recognize and understand that when if you're not connected in a real way to um, edifying others, you miss out on an opportunity to to build relationship and community in a way that it becomes your foundation for you to live. Because when you have people pulling for you energetically, it matters. You know, people wanting you to win. That's one of the, it's one of the things that I love about Christ Universal Temple. I know that this is a community that wants people to win. You know, as I've interacted with people throughout the years, when I came to this church in 1993 and now it's 2018, I kept encountering as a, as a you know, young man um, in 93 when I showed up here, people who were committed to me winning and they didn't even know me well. You know, people who said, hey. You know, I'm I'm going to invest in you. You know, uh, I show up and I'm like, hey, this stuff sounds great. And I want to do this, this and this. And I might not have had them. I remember when I first came to the church and and I'm here maybe five, six months. And I was trying to get, a, you know, a, you know, save money to do some other things, you know, et cetera. So I didn't, you know, I'm part-time cashier at a grocery store, and I just was working through getting my overcoming um, what the world calls an asthma condition that almost took me out. And um, I heard about this men's retreat that was an overnight stay, and I didn't have the money for it. And I was, and a guy walked up to me in the bookstore and said, "You know, how you doing? My name, uh, um, his name was uh, Nate, and he said, hey." Um, hey, you know, are you new here? I was like, yeah, you know, da da da. And she's like, oh yeah, I know about you. Um, you know, uh, one of the, the teachers had told me. He said, yeah, what matter? Harrell told me about you. She's one of the ministers here now. And he's like, um, are you? In a, have you ever come to Men Expressing Christ? I was like, no, I heard about the retreat. It was being announced. You know, I would like to go, but I don't have the, the funds. He's like, oh, just come to the meeting tomorrow. Came to the meeting, and. He's like, hey, this young man here wants to go, and he doesn't have the funds right now to go, and we need to invest in our youth. And the guys just paid for me to go. I didn't have a car. They came and got me and took me. It was an overnight retreat. It was nice. It was fancy. It was et cetera, and it was one of the first things that told me, wow, these guys are invested in me, and they don't know me. They were invested in who I could be. They didn't have to know me personally. Now, why is that important? Because if we don't have the possibility to edify others, then you won't learn how to pay it forward yourself. So when I see situations and circumstances where I realize, okay, we have to invest in, in, in people. We have, you know, it's not always money. Sometimes it's time. Sometimes it's knowledge. Sometimes it's counsel. But you have to stop time and edify people, to encourage them, to lift them up, to send them the kind text to let you know, um, hey, keep your head up. God's with you. You know, um, you know, some type of affirmation or prayer or scripture. Why is that important? It's important because 
you don't know how far it goes in the ripple effect. So I'm talking about in 2018, something that happened to me in 20 in 1993 that still affects me to this day. I'm like, man, this group has invested in me and situation and circumstance over and over again. I stopped and realized that people who didn't have to take the time to invest in me because they were already over. They were already successful. They were they they were already at the top of their game. Stopped and said, you know what? I'm going to invest in this young man in training and development and finances, etc. It was amazing to me. Like, wow. People will walk up to me and say, you know, I heard you love to read books. I got this old library of my, that my mom used to have and would just give me the books. I remember a person just came up and said, I had all these old tapes of uh, uh, Reverend Coleman from the 90s and uh, excuse me, from the 80s. Some as far back as, you know, uh, early, I mean, late 70s. Gave me two boxes of them. Hey, I want you to have them. I know you would appreciate it. I go to Miami and somebody is, hey, you know what, you know, you know, I heard you're a really good student. Here's these old tapes of the Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin. I, I, I think she would want you to have them. I have to get the stuff transferred over and things of that nature. This is irrelevant. I mean, this is this is knowledge based. That's that's somebody saying I invest in you. How are you investing in others? How are you edifying others? How are you lifting up others? How are you doing unto others as you will want them to do unto you, as Jesus would say? It makes a difference. It, it, it's, I think it's a part of the spiritual ethic, and it's definitely a part of the Jesus Christ ethic to edify others. Where's your word of encouragement? It makes a difference. It makes a difference. It makes a difference so strongly that if you don't realize it, it can it, it can it can do some different things. It can do some other different things. Now, uh, we only have about three minutes left. So let me say that next week I'm going to continue working with this chapter. Um, because this chapter, I meant to cover way more this week, but I kind of went elsewhere. So, uh, depending on how things work out, I might just do this for the next several weeks, um, until I, I feel complete. So, uh, with that, the only other thing I want to mention is if you're in the Chicago land area, uh, uh, Christ Universal Temple is going to start the dream series this Sunday is going to be our summer series, and the dream series is 12 steps to creating or manifesting your dream. Uh, it's something that this ministry has been famous for in producing the manif- or producing success demonstrations. So if you're in the Chicagoland area, check it out. If not, you know, go to the, the Christ Universal Temple website or the YouTube page and catch the sermons as they're posted. Normally, you know, five or so days after the the lesson, normally the YouTube lesson is up. Reverend Wells uh, will start off this Sunday talking about desire, which is really important. So make sure you're on board for that information. Uh, tonight, uh, Reverend Wells will have his show Temple Talks on Facebook Live. 
So if you look up Rev Derek Wells, all one word, you can watch him at 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook. And you can, you know, type in the comment section and he normally responds. He, I don't know what he's teaching today, but I know it'll be good because he knows what he's talking about. Uh, so let's make sure we're on board for that. I also want to um, encourage you to go to UFBL.org to check out um, our Panorama of Truth conference. Panorama of Truth will be in Atlantic City uh, this year from uh, August 1st through the 5th. Uh, we have Les Brown, the motivator, um, relationship expert, Barbara DeAngelis, uh, and several other speakers who, um, along with Reverend Wells, who will be speaking at the conference, uh, helping us develop the consciousness of love, peace, success, and prosperity. So you don't want to miss it. Go to UFBL.org, get the you know information. And, you know, if you're there, if you end up showing up, make sure you track me down and let me know that you heard about it on this show. I would love to know that you heard about it on the show and you made the investment to come check us out. I think it will be a worthy investment. I think you'll get a lot out of it. So just um, work on that as well. So if you don't have the book Abundance Now by Lisa Nichols by now, I would strongly um, encourage you to get the book. Because the book has way more material than I'm teaching online. It's only so much you can do online. You don't want to miss it. So, you know, God bless you. We're going to continue to work with this material. We're going to know what we need to do. We're going to do what we need to do. We're going to practice what we need to practice. And make sure that we are saying yes to the big purpose and mission that God has placed in our hearts. It's time for us to get those lives that we say we want. God bless you. I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. And I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.